Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of My Cancer Story podcast. In continuation with Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we have a new episode with another breast cancer survivor. Today, you're going to meet Dr. Anita. She is an ear, nose, and throat physician and surgeon, also a breast cancer survivor. You're going to love meeting her. She has this amazing story, uh, talks about being your own advocate, empowering yourself, and taking your health into your own hands and the faith associated with it. I'm so excited for you to listen. Without further ado, we'll get right into the episode. Stay tuned afterwards. I have a couple announcements and a little bit more information regarding our chat today. Let's get it. All right. Yes. I like it. Well, it's it's so nice to meet you. And just like in person, I guess, on on screen, but like being able to talk back and forth with you, it's nice to put more of a face with the name. So absolutely. It'll, it'll yeah. Be a lot. We'll have fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I'll just get started here and uh, mm-hmm. just welcome you, Dr. Anita, to the podcast, my can- my cancer story podcast. I'm so honored that you're here and thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, I, we connected through Instagram, which is awesome. Social media like has goodness to it too. So I'm, I'm so glad that you reached out and you wanted to share your story with, um, the podcast listeners and, um, you know, people all around the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Jess. Yeah. It's interesting, right? When the whole world seems to have actually, shut down. I think mm-hmm. we are so much more connected in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And um, we have, I think there are a few of us, are quite a few of us who've kind of changed COVID around to actually see the benefits of it. Absolutely. And I think I have never felt so connected with the rest of the world, like how I have felt connected now in the past yeah. few months. It's, so, it's really incredible, like how, yes. how the uh, technology has united us in this, this world the worldwide pandemic. So it's, yeah. it's really great. And I'm so glad you're, that you're here. <laughs> All right. So uh, Anitha is um, a cancer survivor. Are we still fighting? Survivor? Survivor, thriver. Right. A proud thriver yes. and a proud survivor. I love it. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we were, we're doing all right in the clear. Um, so she is my our first uh, breast cancer. Um, she's kicking off Breast Cancer Awareness Month, being our first breast cancer interview uh, that we're having this month. So uh, she's going to tell us a little bit more about the type of cancer. Um, you're originally from India. You've kind of lived all over the world uh, from Malaysia all the way over to New Zealand. So you're just this world traveler. You've just been everywhere. That's it's incredible that you've just made your rounds. Um, also, a doctor, you're an ENT. Um, uh, I read on your page that you recently retired from that, um, and I'll let you go further into that. But um, I'm really excited for you to share your story, and I'll just kind of let you take it away from here, and we'll just have fun and 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 chat back and forth for like the next hour. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. It's so nice to have. Um, a, a nice opening rather than to have a structure to these talks because okay. I think sometimes it can be quite restrictive mm-hmm. um, and then you know you're more kind of aware of what how you should be talking and what you should be answering mm-hmm. and I love the fact that you've created such a comfortable and a nice open space so thank you for that. No thank you. Um, so first and foremost yes thank you for having me on this um, podcast. Um, I was very you know it's October and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and so you know, pretty straightforward. I am one of those um, one in seven or eight women who are blessed with breast cancer. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and it all happened uh, just this year in um, February um, this year. And I think I feel very blessed at various different levels, uh, having had a very strong Eastern um, upbringing. We, my, my lessons that I've learned over time with spirituality really came to a test during this time. Mm-hmm. The fact that I have been a medical doctor and a surgeon um, kind of helped me to steer the direction how I wanted this cancer to affect me mm-hmm. and also not to affect me. Um, <laughs> my years of doing a lot of um, self-work on myself, you know, healing work, um, that kind of gave me the right mindset of how to, I still find it very confronting when we say things like fight cancer and resisting cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that kind of a person. I have, yes, while I was going through it, I must say, yes, obviously, even I was angry and, you know, dejected and lost my everything right that we normally go through and then but that didn't really last for very long and now I think um, eight months down the line I actually think it could be um, one of the I could say it's actually really the biggest lesson that I have ever learned in my life Um, something that no qualifications can learn can teach you no life experience can teach you it has just totally changed every single aspect of me Mm -hmm. and I guess it was really the biggest wake-up call. <laughs> I do believe that, um, you know, God gives us small little red flags and he's kind of like tightening it. And then finally, one fine day, he's like, all right, this woman's not going to learn. There's something that I need to do a little bit more hard. And I guess that was his way of um, actually showing his love towards me. So this whole thing has made me quite a spiritual person. And... Um, yeah, my idea of spirituality was just about having to go to temples and praying and, you know, doing things because it was expected of us versus mm-hmm. now where I have really experienced that there is, you know, someone, the same person who has um, or the same source that's created me is mm-hmm. also holding space for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he or she has got her own or his own way of um getting the message across. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's grown your relationship and actually that's the you yes. know it's, it's given more faith to that relationship. Yes. Too. Yes, absolutely. Um so that's where it is my breast cancer journey. Yes, I have seen quite a few countries but you know geographically we may change from place to time zones to everything but as I mentioned earlier the start it's just made us even more so connected. Mm-hmm. And there's certain certain things that um, the human connection that just um, no matter where you are, you 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 can create it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much in our own hands, mm-hmm. um, and it's been very 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 interesting um, seeing cancer as a doctor, as a surgeon, um, and then now as a patient. It has been like such a huge learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's full circle right there. Yes, yes, pretty much. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, you just said time zone and it just occurred to me. I knew this before, but you're my first international interview. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's it's cool. So it's like you're, you know, it's tomorrow there. So it's just yes. that's kind of fun. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's 
it's reading your story online is is really cool to see the way that you know you just touched on about your relationship uh in religion um like how you had moved to New Zealand for a relationship like how long have you been in New Zealand and then like how I guess how long before you were diagnosed this year with like had you been in New Zealand and how did that affect your relationship with your husband Oh, right. Well, I love the way you just come to the point. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll go good. for it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that question. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it has been very, very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, it is not the first time that we've had to deal with um, a challenge, um, yeah. to put it in that way. So I moved to New Zealand. I met my husband in 2016. I moved in 2017. Okay. And we were together and we just got married just last year. Like, um, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So that's that's how it was. And um, how has it affected our relationship? You know, mm. I wouldn't say like in a bad way. It's just like good. Yes. 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 My relationship yeah. with my husband changed. But yes. Yes. Um, one thing I know is that we like we have grown so close in the past few months Mm -hmm. that I don't think we could have got this even like maybe in the next 10 or 20 years. Uh, I know that this man is going to, I mean, he's seen, he's seen the worst of me. Like there are times when I sit back and I'm like, what the, what the hell was I thinking? Right? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And, you know, as part of breast cancer, I am on tamoxifen as well. That kind of brings on menopause. Like, you know, it's just like boom. And let's be honest, our hormones can be quite, <laughs> can really take us for a really big ride. And yeah. then you've got someone in front of you. And then, um, so yes, I have had a lot of, um, you know, nasty stuff coming out. Many of which is really not related to him, more related to me. Mm-hmm. And um, he stood by me. He has stood by me through all of that. And there was a time just when obviously I lost my faith as well, because it was like, you know, why me? I understand maybe you wanted to teach me a lesson, but why do you have to teach me in this way? Like there could have been a gentler way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I've had conversations with him and I'm like, do we still have to continue to pray? Like, do we still have to light that lamp over there? And he literally, the the, my favorite word that I use for his relationship with his um, faith is it's just unfuckwithable. Like I could like cry. I could threaten him. I could say like, I'm leaving the house and going, I'm divorcing you, whatever. He would do his prayers. Wow. And now when I look back at it, I am like, oh my God, thank goodness he was doing it. And I think that's really amazing because um, to actually be graceful in the midst of the most ungracious circumstances, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's when the real test of our, um, you know, our humanness comes in. It's very easy to waver. You know, when I'm having a nice conversation, like a heart-to-heart conversation, I'm going to be super ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And then if it is going to be something where I'm not happy, then I'm going to be, you know, all cribby and whatever Mm -hmm. and it's nice to kind of be somewhere in between Mm -hmm. uh, to have a position to kind of be a more constant uh, to be in a constant space and that's what he was he was really the ground for me 
So that was like, you know, that is good. And obviously, I'm, I'm not been going into the other details of him having taken over completely, you know, the housework and the cooking and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those other practical things as well. That we, I'm not going to go into that, but that's just kind of taken for granted, right? Yeah. The not so in, well, the thing that we are kind of um, working on is, of course, the fact that it takes a huge toll on your um, physical intimacy, you know, and this is something that not many people are comfortable to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many factors that kind of, um, you know, you're you're either too tired or you just don't feel like it. Or it's like, you know, you go into that thing saying, oh, well, do we have to even do this in addition to everything else that's already going on? Mm-hmm. And that is something where I think that um, it really takes its toll. Not many people are willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But when it really comes out in the open, it's quite surprise. It's quite interesting. So definitely, it does have its um, effects. Absolutely, and that, like you yeah. said, not not many people either think about that or talk about that, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's just like bam. Yeah, that, that side of your intimacy is is yeah. different. Yes, um, it, but it, I I feel that at least with with my husband and I, uh, like it it increased our intimacy, like, I guess, non-sexual intimacy. Um, yeah. You know, it really opened up a lot more conversations. And like yeah. what you're saying your husband did, it's the small things and being yes. so so graceful amongst yeah. like a shit storm of hormones and emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and helping out where he could. It's just like, you know, that's like a, a different form of, you know, a love language there. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it sounds it sounds like you you have an amazing partner and like a partner in life and a love and this this perfect match for you and like you said like you guys are in it for the long haul like you've you've kind of oh. seen it all in, sh- sure. in a short amount of for time sure. yeah, yeah yeah a lot a lot of it there was it was about um, you know well we literally it's you know it's it's so it's so dramatic he actually was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, within us beginning to know each other within three months of us kind of it was a long distance thing initially you know and the first time I came here was when I came to be with him when he was undergoing his surgery oh my god you know and that was the basis of how our relationship actually started so that was four years ago and then um, I moved here and then a year later he had a really bad seizure Mm. um, in his sleep and um, you know and that just kind of really changes. It just changes everything. So here I was this ENT surgeon, full-time practicing, you know, everything. I was in Malaysia. And then I moved over here to kind of literally turn into this person who was taking care of him, taking care of his kids, driving them around, cooking, you know, like everything. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, Jess, is that I thought I was actually wasting my time. So I sit back and think, oh, my God, I wasted two or three years of my life doing nothing because, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, it was just all around them. But now after cancer actually happened to me, I actually consider it all as part of the learning curve. Like I don't consider it to be like a waste of time anymore. It's just made me even more aware of um, just our basic human needs which is not thought to us in medical school. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just funny though. Like it's, it's kind of a rat race. What's next? What's next? How am I yes. going to keep improving that? What's, mm-hmm. you know, like life, life, life. And then, you know, you, you sometimes forget that you need to like step back for a second and be like, you know, life is taking care of your partner. Life is, you know, doing what you need to do. Yeah. And like yep. you said, it's, it, it is a learning curve and yeah. it, it 
cancer really does make you step back and reevaluate everything. Mm-hmm. Looking at like these hardships as blessings, especially like COVID too, like COVID and cancer together. What oh. a shitty year. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I thought we were allowed to swear because I know I've already been happily swearing. Oh my God, no, I love it. But I was just like, damn, like, you're diagnosed with cancer yeah. in February, February 17th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then oh, yes, basically right. went on lockdown. Yeah. What, yeah. Like, what was that like? Were you able to go to um, like, like surgery and doctor's appointments? Like, was your husband able to come at all or was it, did you have to go alone? Some of it he could, but for my radiation, I went all by myself. You know, it was pretty divine, the timing as well. I got my diagnosis and then it was in between. My surgeon had just gone out of the country and she'd flown back. But back then they hadn't made it compulsory for a social isolation. Mm. So she was still able to operate on me. And then I remember literally, this is where it, you know, just, it just becomes so dramatic at times. I'm sitting to get (laughs) my bone scan done. And literally, my appointment is like half past one. And one o'clock, our prime minister was supposed to be announcing, you know, what um, amount or level of shutdown was supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting over here and I'm like, even if it's going to be complete shutdown, I'm not getting out of here without getting (laughs) my bone scan done. I'm not leaving. I'm going to sit over here. And true, yes, she had kind of made it a little bit more um, strict. But, you know, I just, so that's how it was. It was quite dramatic. I had my whole radiation. through COVID. And so I had to literally drive that by myself, no relatives, no nothing. You know, literally I would be take allowed in, just go there, get my radiation and I'm kicked out. Um, not kicked out, kicked out, yeah, but, but you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just how it was. Every yeah. time, you know, you go in, you scan, your temperature gets checked, you, you got a name tag, you go in, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know how radiation can yeah. be, you know? Yeah. And then, um, Yep, that's how it was. But it kind of suited me in a way, again, because um, I wasn't ready to hear everybody else's story. Now, this sounds maybe extremely selfish and self-centered, no, but I wasn't, I wasn't willing to. So for me, it suited me really, really fine. And obviously, at that time, the energy levels are so low. You know, you're so careful about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, being the type of person I am, I wasn't ready to absorb the energies around. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a time for me to really focus on myself. Um, and it, it, was so, it, was, it actually worked out very well in, in, in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know there was a little bit of a delay between my surgery and my radiation. And I think that's where it's important for each of us to realize that um, no matter what it is, no matter how good your surgeon may be or how famous your radiation oncologist may be, mm-hmm. when you need your voice to be heard, you just got to talk it out, shout it, scream it, swear about it. But you just need to do it because doctors are not gods. No. And you can't be allowing them. You, I really believe that each of us have to be involved in our recovery, in our healing. Yes. It's, it's interesting that you say that. It's kind of like an echoing um, theme 
that I'm noticing uh-huh. with all, all the talks, like ever, everyone I'm speaking with, and I completely agree, you have to be your own advocate. You have to be directly involved and speak up when it comes to your treatment because yeah. nobody else is going to do that for you unless you have yep. some, like a cancer coach or something like that who's been there yep. and who knows and stuff like that. Yep. But you you have to, like you said, you got to scream about it. You got to shout about it. You mm-hmm. got you got to put yourself first. And that's, yep. that's the most important time to put yourself first. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like the the initial shock of of getting you know your cancer diagnosis. I I like I know I didn't share it with anybody for a while except you know my family, um, and like close friends. But it's just like something like you said. I didn't really want to talk about it. I didn't want to compare stories. I didn't want to hear about so and so's brother's cousin who had the same thing. You know, and it's it was just kind of like a very I'm an introvert by by trade, I guess, introvert naturally. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I was just very happy in my own little bubble for a little yes. bit just to, you know, absorb it and, and let things process. Um, so I know that cancer and COVID can make it seem very lonely, but um, it sounds like it was kind of a, an interesting and kind of good situation for you to, you know, be able to process and, and kind of have, have your time, like even though it was radiation, yeah. it was your time. And I think that's similar because I also am an introvert. Oh, you are. Um, so for me, I just can't uh, allow, the way I said, I just can't allow the energies around to affect me mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. And obviously people like us, we tend to recharge when we are on our own mm-hmm. or when we are around people who we are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's very, very true. And I love that fact of what you said about whom we want to share it and whom we don't want to share it with, because mm-hmm. that's exactly where I came from as well. I, I While I was going through it, I had a very, um, it was very private, a uh, mm-hmm. very limited number of people who knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that really served the purpose very well. It's also, I think, again, we don't want to be holding space for other people. Also, you don't want to hear people telling you, oh, you know, many people have cancer. Mm-hmm. It's okay these days. Or worse worse still, exactly, (laughs) early stage, you know, you're fine, you'll be fine. I don't want to hear that. Do you want the cancer? Because I'll get like, you can have it. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) Like, but anyway, God bless their souls because... I have to be honest, I, I I always used to pride myself on being a good doctor and a good surgeon. Mm-hmm. And then when cancer actually hits you, you just want to feel like just going and hiding under the table because you're like, what the fuck were you thinking you were happened? doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Seriously. because it's, it's this recurring, um, you know, things that I keep hearing from other cancer, uh, you know, friends who say, oh, well, you know, we just went to the oncologist or worse, they just get a call from the hospital, some random person, they haven't even spoken to them saying, oh, well, this is the regime and you've got to come in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they have no clue. Like they have absolutely no clue, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, been there, done that. Yeah. So not cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the last uh, interview I just did, she uh, also had breast cancer and uh-huh. she was um, kind of in the, like the, the ph- pharmacology sales side. So she knew like a little bit and yes. she also was saying the same thing about like, no, just because you told me I need to do this. Like there's no like yeah. recipe card for my no. specific situation. Every person's no. different. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think like that's, if anybody can take anything away from any of these talks is just to like, stop, think about it ask questions, ask why, not just because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, make a good decision for yourself. 
Um, now you said something about like, you know, friends with cancer, like, um, you're, you're, um, like a closer knit community that you have around, around you. Like, uh, is there like, um, a group that you work with, speak with? Okay. Yeah, there is a, there is a really good support system that goes on in New Zealand over here. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they take really good care of us. And so as part of that, you know, we have like, we have a Facebook group and a way it's all just breast cancer survivors who are, um, based in New Zealand and um, Australia as well. Okay. So that group, like, just just imagine, it started in February or March, and now in September, we've already got 250 over people. Wow. And that just started, and like, eight months ago? It, it just, yeah, That's... just a few months ago, you know? And, like, every time we get a request for someone to wanting to join, it's like, yeah, we're getting somebody. And then you're like, uh, okay, but this may not be a group that you actually want to be part of. So, yeah, yeah. and what's really amazing over there is the bond that has just been created. You know, so we discuss like anything right from the time someone is just got in that biopsy and they're waiting for the report. That's you the know, worst. I know. <laughs> and then all the way to, oh, well, I'm done with my chemotherapy and I'm done with that and I'm going for a holiday and you know, whatever. So it's all the way over there. And that's the main group that I have been kind of, um, you know, connected with. And it's interesting um, for the fact that I have been in New Zealand only for three or four years and being an introvert, obviously. Mm. (laughs) And yes, let's not talk about the other things I was doing for home as well and trying to reestablish my career. To put it in a nutshell, I didn't have too many friends over here. And now, interestingly, my tribe, if that's the right thing to use, right word to use, Mm -hmm. are my breast cancer friends Mm -hmm. you know because we are the ones who kind of meet quite often luckily we are in New Zealand where COVID is kind of under control and so we are allowed to meet in person and all of that and as part of so we've got a cancer society here and you know a lot of support that goes on and they really treat you really really well so obviously I was very proactive for my um, recovery as well I knew I was going to go allopathic you know and do the allopathy way as well but I also believe that I also have to um, be equally proactive. So whether it was um, physiotherapy or whether it was um, counseling or whether it was whatever support groups, uh, Mm -hmm. I went yesterday for a Reiki for the first time, you know, yeah, Yeah. things like that, massages, name Uh it and we did it. And there's a lot of support for all of that that goes on over here. And that has just been brilliant. And so it's through all of them that, you know, I have, um, created a small kind of a community that I feel part of Mm -hmm. and now I'm kind of making it a little bit more vocal so I recently wrote about my story in a book as well (laughs) it was just really really create the awareness Um, and for me my intention also was to hopefully make some of my colleagues to read that chapter I understand you may not have time to maybe read you know a big story Mm-hmm. But this is just like 3,000 odd words. But it is just telling what it is actually like to have cancer as, you know, as a patient, as a survivor. Mm-hmm. And just to try and look at it from a different aspect. And look at that person, not for that cancer that they have, but see that cancer is actually a part of them. Yeah, it's humanizing right there. Yes. Yeah. You know. And that's just that's just how it is, because for us, typically, it's like, all right, you've got cancer. OK, either you cut it or you, 
you know, give them radiation or you try and kill it with chemo. And it's just like, you know, it's just that. But my main aim of this was to do that. And that book has is doing very well. Uh, so only my story is about cancer. And then there are other 23 or other ladies who have spoken about different things. You know, basically, oh, wow. you have a challenge. What else do you do in spite of that challenge and how you've kind of come out of it? What was your learn- lesson from there? And it's an Amazon bestseller. And, you know, it's just been What's doing so well. It's called The Shakti Awakening. Okay. Oh, yeah. I saw you post on that. Okay. Oh, I'm going to highlight that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how it is. And then, you know, I was like, all right. So now it's also about what I can do over here, you know, in the Kiwi community. So recently, one of the local newspapers, they took an interview for me, you know, and then again, I just wanted to kind of just, you know, the reality just is no matter how, no matter what it is, no matter how much you hate someone, you would never, ever, ever wish something like cancer on them. Mm-mm, absolutely not. And my main thing is like, A, um, try and, you know, be careful about it. You know, prevention is big. You need to be aware about it. Don't think that just because, I mean, I was so-called healthy, right? Gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based, smoothies, exercise, mm-hmm. you know, everything, right? Tick, Real tick, 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 all yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody around in my house is busy having, you know, other stuff, pizzas yeah. and meccas and everything. They are perfectly fine and happy. And here I'm the one that's I'm getting so cancer. So unfair, right? Same I here. tell you. I'm like, hey, put down How does that even work? I yeah. <laughs> you know, oh so that's, that's where the whole thing was. And I said, yeah. okay, so one thing is, don't think you're ever going to be beyond all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can happen. It can happen anytime. Also, if and when it happens, it's not the end of the world, guys. It's not the end of the world. You can make it the end of the world if you want to, but so you can also turn it around. Yeah. yeah. You can also turn it around and say, this has happened you know, like so many other things that have happened in my life. Yes, this is really maybe, you know, a really big lesson, but it doesn't have to necessarily break me. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, it's really necessary to seek support. Um, involve yourself in the right kind of things. You don't want to be going into Google and seeing those stories that come at the top of it because those stories come at the top of a Google search. Again, I have nothing against Google, yeah. but I was very conscious of where I, what I was looking up and what I wasn't. It's an because if a, sto- yeah. if a story is coming <laughs> up on Google or any of the other search engines, it's because mm-hmm. it's, it's so rare and therefore it's come up there. I mean, today I've had a so-called, this is where it gets really interesting. I supposedly have the best form of breast cancer. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard that. I had the best cancer, <laughs> yeah. just to let you know. Thyroid yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, uh, Okay. All right. So yeah, so that's where I came in. And I was like, I'm going to be really careful about what I'm going to be doing, where I'm going to be reading. And of course, with my medical background, you know, I obviously went to the scientific based thing and things like that. But that's another thing which I really want us to really focus on. And I'm not saying that just sit in your small little, you know, shell and say, all right, I'm going to be fine. No, I want you to empower yourself as well. But also it's a fine line. You know, between being saying, oh, my God, that that person had the same diagnosis. And look at that, you know, she mm-hmm. developed like maybe a second tumor or so she already had a second tumor, even when she was going through treatment, you know, stuff like that. You don't want to focus your energies on things like that. Yes, everybody knows it can happen. Yep. The reality is it can happen to you as well. It can happen to me as well. Mm-hmm. But guys, we've got just one life. Yeah. 
you know, that, that, that's like, that's heavy. <laughs> that's, it's true. That's so, solid advice. <laughs> and like getting, having cancer and getting that diagnosis really forces you to yeah. deal with your own yeah. mortality, I guess, yeah. and, and, and change yeah. that viewpoint and have that yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. You have one body, Absolutely. you have one life. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure even you come from that place, but life just has like completely changed, completely changed. Like even the fact that I've kind of decided now that, okay, I have about 20 years of experience as a surgeon. Now I'm making it a very conscious choice, uh, mainly for my own health as well, that I'm not going to go back over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been much more difficult had it, hadn't it been something as um, confronting as this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with, with like your career, it it was, Mm. it it was, it it was like more of, more of a choice not to go back. It wasn't like you were forced to, to, to retire or or leave. Okay. Not saying that they would force you, but like my, my plan was all, my plan was all like, all right, I'm going to move to New Zealand. I'm going to requalify. I'm going to sit down, you know, I'm going to requalify. And then in the meantime, I'm going to do a few other, you know, other couple of other jobs. So at least I have some Mm -hmm. pocket money coming in and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. So you think you've got it all planned out so well, and it's going to go exactly how that's going to happen. Yep. And then, you know, one month after radiation, when you're back in your job, like three days after finishing radiation, which is what I did, Mm-hmm. One month later, I'm sitting over there. I'm like, I can barely move my right shoulder because I've been on my computer like all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, this is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness I had a really good boss who had a proper conversation with me. And she's like, listen, we love you, but we love you enough that we actually want you to go and mm-hmm. focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And they say you've got angels all around. They just come and go. And for me, she definitely is an angel. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really and, is a uh, blessing to have somebody that's, like that. That's, that's where it is. But also, Jess, you know, through all of this, I had started doing a little bit of life coaching and all of mm-hmm. that. And so now for me, it's kind of everything is coming together. Pieces yeah. of the puzzle is coming together. And I'm seeing where there is still, like we think the medical system is really, really good and complete. Um, Yes, we do have our place. I am not going against it, but I think there's still so many gaps that have to be, um, you know, plugged. Mm-hmm. And I think, like cancer, really, you really need all of that because one thing is getting rid of the cancerous part of you, but the other thing is what cancer actually brings out in you. Mm-hmm. Right. When Absolutely. people say, oh, yeah, you finish your treatment, you're back to normal. No. Are you back to normal? No, you no. aren't. <laughs> and you never can be. No. I mean, you want to be normal, but you're not yeah. going to be the same normal. Yeah. So it's, it's a new normal, a slightly different normal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I'm looking at and I'm like, um, this is a time where you have a choice of doing it on your own maybe. And again, going down the road of, you know, trial and error and trial and error versus now when you know, okay, right now the doctor's going to say, you know, you've got no evidence of disease, but the doctor's never going to say that you've been cured of cancer. Mm-hmm. 
right? No matter yeah. how good your cancer is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And now coming from that place saying, all right, I may have six months, I may have a year, I may have under 20 years or maybe even 40 years. What is it that I really want to do now? And um, it's a hard, hard question to ask yourself. Yeah. And that's when it really helps when you actually have someone who's going to kind of, um, you know, tell you that, yep, it's high time you started leading your own life, which is what I'm doing. Like I've almost become like, all right, you like this plan of mine. Great. If you don't like it, that's not going to stop me. That's amazing. Good for you. Not everybody comes to that realization and I love what you're doing with it too. You're, you're, you know, making it a more integrative approach with yes. coaching and in utilizing your medical background and utilizing yep. your, your knowledge of, uh, you know, just like taking control of your own health, like Eastern and Western yeah. styles, yeah. you know, yeah. nutrition and, and, you know, like faith and everything like that. It's all yeah. encompassing. And exercise as well. Sorry, just I didn't sorry. mention it. I know. I'm so sorry. Oops. Oh, that's like my main I, thing. I, I love I know, exercise. I know. I didn't direct click into that because I'm like, okay, uh, I don't want to be seeing that. And I'm going to be like, okay, just I love watching it, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Exercise. I, sorry. I've been a good child. Okay. I do my exercise yeah, as well. Good, good. <laughs> that's like my thing. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like a, a, a well-rounded life. Is, is yes. And, and what you're doing and making that choice to, to go in that direction, I think is so awesome. You're going to help so many, so many people. Yes, I already am. I'm oh, sure I am. I, I am already. Book. I can't wait to read it. Yes. I'm gonna get yeah. It. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so when, yeah. You're, when you're talking about taking your, your health into your own hands and like with, with the process of, of cancer and recovery and everything, uh, you, so you're talking about Reiki and like how you've always eaten healthy, like what other approaches do you take? Like with massage, um, any, anything else like meditation or like diff- a different dietary change at all? Or Yeah, definitely. So I have been meditating for quite a while. Okay. Um, what happens after some time is that you want to kind of get something that's going to integrate everything. Okay. You know, so you have your meditation and you get your little bit of your exercise and everything. And for me, um, it was yoga that did that. Hmm. And along with yoga, there was this, and this is where it gets again, I keep going back to the spirituality part of it, but you know, it just has, it just comes back in every, yeah. in different ways. Um, and I had just started doing an online course of um, Kundalini yoga, which is oh, again yeah. a type of yoga, is it like you know, the breathing one. Yes. Okay. Yes. The breath of fire. Yes. Uh, it's also got mantras with it. It's also got pranayama. That's your breathing. And the, what really attracted me to it is there's a lot of science behind it. So everything is around your hormonal, you know, your, um, different systems of your body and each kriya is what they call a sequence is focusing on one particular so one could be for your thyroid one could be for your kidneys you know things like that so there's so much of science behind that and um, you know having been um, obviously of Indian origin when I was hearing those mantras it just what I what I what I used to grow up listening to it just came back to me you know all of that and so for me, um, Kundalini Yoga really, really helped. And I actually, within two weeks of my starting the um, course at home, I noticed my lump. Oh, no way. Yeah. And, Holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, am I going to be able to finish it or not? Um, 
so I contacted my Guruji directly. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, don't force yourself into anything. Do it to the best of your capacity. Mm-hmm. And just what was supposed to take me six weeks took me four months. It's okay. But it was brilliant. Yeah. At the end of four months, I was so proud when I got that certificate. <laughs> And um, so Kundalini Yoga helped a lot in terms of diet. Yes, um, I really went completely plant-based. I have only organic stuff. Mm -hmm. I never realized, but yes, I do my juicing again. So um, after my diagnosis, I treated myself to a nice juicer. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And, you know, yeah, and I I still do my juicing till date. Got my counseling when I needed to, you know, get a little bit of support. It just got it. It just made it so much more easier to reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like you really want like every aspect as much as possible to heal. Absolutely. Yeah. And a- you, you feel the surgeon and, you know, the other doctors who are involved are going to, they know their stuff. They are going to take care of that part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's like no, it's a no brainer there. But what I wanted to do was also be involved and say, okay, what is it? The cancer's happened. A, why it's happened. B, what am I going to do to make sure it doesn't come back again? Mm-hmm. And um, my exercise, right through my radiation, at that time, we didn't have an option of going out. I just used to go for walks around the block because it was still allowed over here in New Zealand. Yeah. And even that was just used to be so beautiful, oh, you know, just so looking nice. at other people's houses. It was yeah. around Easter time. So everyone, you know, making their Easter eggs and putting it up over there on the windows. I mean, simple things like that just gave me so much of um, pleasure. Yeah, And I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for cancer. I've never walked around those houses like ever before. Isn't that funny? I did the same thing. It was like my mental health, like 30 minute walk. It was so nice. Oh, and it's, yes. it's something that you don't, you know, you, you take for granted, but you like just carve out a little bit of time for yourself. And yeah. it's just like, it's really like freeing. Yeah. So it's yeah. really nice. And I, I saw houses in my neighborhood. There's like this random boat that's like a house, but on land. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's, just, it's funny though, but I think, yeah. that's, I think that's really important giving your body the tools that it needs to heal because it does want to heal. You just have yeah. to help it. Be yeah. nice to it. Be nice to it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so these were a few things and um, I got into this thing called, um, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Germanic New Medicine. GNM. It's a very, very interesting concept, and I would, um, uh, it would be really cool if you looked into it. Um, so basically, what it's got a kind of a different take on the whole thing. What, what, the, what the overall gist of what I get about it is that it says that, all right, you had the cancer. Okay. Before the cancer, there was some trauma that happened in your life. Yes. That's so interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Somebody else <laughs> mentioned this. Go ahead. That's yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, the cancer is literally like your body is saying, it's, it's helping you get over the trauma. Mm-hmm. And then from there, so it's not like cancer has happened and boom, you're going to die. It's more like saying cancer has happened, but that means your body is already beginning to heal. Hmm. I like that. See, <laughs> that's, that's a lot to digest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I strongly recommend you to I'm just go and, um, you know, it's, um, it just gives it a very radical perspective, yeah. but it gives you so much of hope. 
And I think it gives you, yeah, it gives you even more, um, I guess, conviction and say, all right, so you know what? My body is really waiting to heal. Like how you mentioned earlier, it's Mm -hmm. dying to heal. But so this is the time for me to really step in and start doing really something to support my body to heal. Mm -hmm. And that just, I was, I was blown away, blown away. Um, it made a lot of sense why people don't have family histories of cancers and why, you know, one individual or the blue suddenly chooses to have cancer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was another thing as well that actually really, really helped. And of course my, you know, my readings and all of those things, needless to say, I was like that hungry little, you know, newborn bird. Like you feed me with anything um, I'm going to take it. What's not going to suit me? I'm going to purge it out. But what I need, <laughs> I'm going to have it because I, you know, we're all desperate, right? We're all at that mm-hmm. stage. We are desperate to do yeah. whatever we can do that's going to serve us yeah. um, in every way. Yeah. All the information yeah. you can get. Any, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I'm going to look into that. Um, Cause I was talking with uh, another, I think it was my, fourth interview. It was, she's a cancer coach and she was talking about the same thing. She was saying oh. that like approximately seven years ago, something happened, a traumatic case. Mm-hmm. It might not automatically pop into your head. You might have to think about it, but that's, you know, usually the amount of time it takes, you know, for the cancer to be found or, or, or whatnot. But it's, it's very interesting. I definitely want yeah. to do some more research on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it also says like, um, depending on the different type of cancers or the different areas involved by the cancer, mm-hmm. um, the type of trauma could be different as well. And like, I obviously looked into the breast cancer and there's also a difference in the reason why for some people it's the left breast that gets affected. And for some people it's the right breast that gets affected. Huh? Yeah. It's and it's amazing. There's a lot of science behind it. They have done even MRI scans. So obviously, you know, the 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 scientific background of me is like, uh, what the hell is she talking about? But they actually have proven it through MRI scans. You know, that particular part of the brain will be different. Oh, that's so interesting. It's it's amazing. I, I appreciate research. I. I, my yes. background's in sports medicine. Like I, I did like there you go. type stuff. Yes. So I always yes. liked going on like PubMed and reading articles about stuff yep. just because I'm like, yep. hey, this is like a reputable research. So yes, yes. I'm going to look that up. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's be honest. The only, um, how do I say, integrative or complementary therapy that's proven to really, re- you know, reduce the chance of a cancer or cancer recurrence is exercise, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very sure that there's a really good reason why, among all the other modalities, you have chosen to focus a little bit more on exercise as well. And interestingly, no matter what fad diets are there or no matter what meditation it is or whatever, yes, meditation also is proven, but nothing has been as statistically significant as exercise. And that really keeps you going yeah. at a time when you're just finished your radiation and all you can think of is just coming, you know, and just jump back into bed and just to be left alone, you know, okay, hang on. That exercise is going to improve or increase my chance by 50%, like five, zero. 
let me get on my ass. Let me walk. Yeah, it's just 20 minutes around the block. Let yeah. me just do it. Yeah. And it's, it's it, obviously, you know, it gives you endorphins and it makes you feel yes. better and it makes you Absolutely. happier. But that's yep. mainly the reason I did it. Like the day after surgery, I was up and out for a walk. Wow. I, was like, I want to go for a walk. Like I need <laughs> to get this anesthesia out of me. Like, I, you know, like we went, it was like wow. a half a block. It was nothing, but still, you know, it's still, just, I need good on you. Yeah. But it's just, it, it made me feel better. And I think yep. that's, I don't know if it's in a quote unquote addiction or, or whatnot, but for me, it's a good was, addiction to have. Yeah. That was like, that was kind of <laughs> like my, uh, my therapy. Yes. So yes. I, I do, however, need to work on meditation. Um, I know I need it. <laughs> I know I need yoga. I know I need meditation. I try so hard. I'm always so happy when I leave yoga. I just need to get my ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think we we also it's nice for us to be a little bit more kinder and gentler to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, this is um, it's it's something which for me it's like all right, I can spend about an hour or two hours doing kind of stuff on work on myself, but I also want to go and cook for myself, and I also want to do you know whatever other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And I think end of the day, it's about what is just the one. I mean, all of us have got so many tools. Like, let's be honest, there's so many tools going around over there. Mm-hmm. It's about just kind of getting one or two of them and kind of perfecting it and being happy with it until maybe one day you may outgrow it and you're like, all right, mm, that's getting a little bit boring. What else? What else? What yeah. else? But yes, meditation. My husband will always say, you know, he'll be like, uh, did you meditate this morning? I'll be like, oh no, actually I didn't. He's like, can you please meditate because you are being we a very tell. difficult person to be around. <laughs> You're like, oh, sorry, honey, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, sorry, okay. I thought I'd cook dinner instead, but all right, I go. I'll go meditate. <laughs> you can cook. <laughs> oh my God, that's so awesome. You guys have an awesome, like, symbiotic relationship. It's just so oh, cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We are like, we are like chalk and cheese. Like, I don't think I would have even... Like maybe five or 10 years ago, I don't think I would have even considered him to be a potential partner. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we just change over time. And then we just kind of realize what's really, really important. Yeah. And um, when you've got someone who's with you through pretty much a lot of uh, shitty stuff, mm-hmm. um, then you know that that person is definitely a keeper. Absolutely. 100%, a thousand percent. Yeah. My husband's an angel. Yeah. <laughs> ah, God bless them. I know. God bless them. The God best. bless them. I know. I, I really feel my heart goes out for for caregivers as well, you know, and that's another thing. No one really tells them how they need to be supporting us. Mm-hmm. What do we want? Yeah. Right. There's no guidebook. And we, and, and we get all the support. See, we get yeah. all the support. We get all the attention. You know, we get all the love. Mm-hmm. And then there you've got these people who are really trying to really help you. And they just don't know what to do. They just don't know what to say. And we just kind of assume that, you know, they should all they should know it all like how can they not know it yeah. and i think that's another part of it which we really don't look into what mm-hmm. the family is going through what the loved ones are going through mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's they it's life changing for them support. as well yeah, yeah. and that's, it's life changing for them as well you don't think about off the, off the yeah. being being selfish and i it's something i didn't think of off the top of my head and i didn't really understand until a couple of weeks ago how much it affected my husband mm. you know like how like how upsetting it was for him because he was just yeah. there supporting me the whole time and yeah it was you know kind of you had to unpack that a little bit just because yeah. it's like ah i'm so sorry like I, I felt like i completely neglected him because he just he was just in go mode and like he i don't yeah. think he had a chance to mm. you know digest it and you know it, 
take it head on, not take it head on, um, identify it, be able to talk about it, have support from somebody else. So that's something that we, we've definitely worked on and talked about together too, because that's, that's, that's a big thing. And I don't, I don't want him to have to hang on to that. No, not at all. Yeah. They deserve better. They do. <laughs> I hope both of them are going to hear us talking. I know. So, you so much listen. about them. You better be listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, I'm actually. I just checked my watch. We are coming up on an hour. I. Oh my god. Can you believe okay. it? I know. No, but like we don't have to stop. But I was just letting you letting you know if you had to be anywhere. But like we've kind of like covered so like a broad spectrum so much like is you you've sprinkled uh pieces of advice throughout throughout our talk like is there anything else that you wanted to add or any advice that you had for you know families cancer patients cancer survivors average joes out there doctors out there um any advice just period yeah, um, just I love the way you broke it down because obviously the um, advice or my takeaway points is um, so different for everybody. But mm-hmm. I think the few things that I would really like to say is that um, take good care of your body. Um, don't think that we are going to be above and beyond illnesses just because we are leading a so-called healthy lifestyle. Be aware and be in tune with your body. Um, if something is different, look into it. Yes, you don't need to get super paranoid about it. But if you listen to your body and if you listen to yourself, all the answers are actually within us. We are never brought up to listen to ourselves. So really, really give that time to yourself. Even if it means locking yourself in a room for 10 minutes and people thinking that you've got totally nuts, that's okay. (laughs) It's like my (laughs) favorite. (laughs) That's one thing. The other thing is if you have any kind of a suspicion or anything, um, science has advanced so much, so much. You know, you've got screening for each and every type of an illness. And it doesn't have to be only cancer for a general, you know, for your general health. Because if you don't have your healthy body, then, you know, there's only so much that maybe um, an Aston Martin can get you or a beachfront house can get you, yeah. you know? Um, so take really good care of ourselves. Um, be in tune with your body. And moving forward or moving ahead, if you have also got or been diagnosed with a life-threatening condition, it doesn't have to be the end of it all. Mm-hmm. Always have your hope. Always have your your trust and um, believe that you are capable of dealing with it. I can't say fighting or, you know, winning over it, but you would know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Seek support when you need to. And you would be amazed at how much of love and care and like how good people actually can be. And coming from a place of where we are all now in these times Mm -hmm. for different reasons that I don't want to go into, where we are all quite um, sick and tired and disillusioned. Let's attract and become a tribe where we don't have to conform to all of that, where even a small little change in each of us can actually create a stir. Because end of the day, it's up to us. We are humans. We are here. We have the power. 
why do we give the power and the strength and the energy to something else or somebody else? You know, so really we have to empower ourselves. Yes, I understand COVID sucks big time, <laughs> but I think it's also about us realizing like it's really asking us to slow down and really listen to ourselves and learn what the message behind all of this is, which I don't think we would have done hadn't been for COVID. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not idolizing it. And I would definitely not say it's the best thing that's happened because, <laughs> hell, it's affected me as well. Yeah. But I guess we needed to learn it the hard way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whether it's cancer or whether it's COVID. Yeah. Getting poked. Take and a then choice. All of a sudden it's like, okay, fine. You get a yep. pandemic. Yep. You get yep. cancer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really beautiful. And it, it, yeah. it, it for how crappy cancer is and how crappy COVID is and, you know, being on lockdown, you know, you guys are a little bit uh, smarter and luckier than us over here in the States. Um, but it, it's, it's, it really is a blessing and it does give you a chance to take a step back and identify what truly is important to you in your life, you know, in, in your health. Yeah. So um, I, I really hope that people are able to take that as a takeaway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so interesting. Like it just struck me. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but oh, I just please. realized. Just conversation, go. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's been affected by COVID mm-hmm. and some of us have been affected by cancer. Mm-hmm. If you really look at it, what really is the difference? Both of the illnesses actually made us slow down. Both of the illnesses has created circumstances which hasn't given us much of a choice, whether it's a loss of a job or la- loss of your maybe a vital part of your body or a body function. Mm -hmm. The lessons are really quite the same, but God forbid that cancer also has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That. And thanks. My mind's just blown right there. (laughs) I I never thought of this before, to be honest. This is something that both of us have created together. Yeah. That's, that's like the, it's a perfect parallel. And like you said, God forbid that you have both at the same time and you know, there's, a lucky few of us who have. Yeah. Um, it's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, that, that, that is such an, an enlightened thought. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Thank you. Oh my God. You, you, you brought that out. The space that you've created over here brought that out. Yes. I never looked at it in that way. I did Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that helps too. Like it helps, you know, wrap your, your mind yeah. around things and yeah. move forward and not just focus on the negative. Yes. So yes. I think it's Absolutely. all too easy to fall into the negative. Absolutely. And you find yeah. the, the beauty and the positive and things is ugh, yeah. all the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? <laughs> I, I feel like I could, like, could chat Gosh, I know, right? <laughs> no, it's it's been lovely, 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 you know, That's speaking. Um, even though, again, like it's different time zones or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I just feel very truly blessed. I literally feel um, that I'm finally beginning to live a life of my own, um, what I want to do, you know, how I want to spend my time. And I, I'm... I, I know that that's how you must be feeling as well. Yeah. Um, it really, it really boils down to minimizing mm-hmm. and becoming minimalistic in a very different way. Yeah. And yet knowing exactly where you want to put in all of your energies, and in spite of putting in all your energies, you just end up feeling so energized. 
if I'm making any sense it to does. you. <laughs> Absolutely. It does. You know, and this is what, like, it's just so wonderful, you know, and life still goes on. You have your talks. I've got my family. I've got to go out, you know, buy a birthday cake. It's my stepdaughter's birthday tomorrow. You know, all oh, of that. I'm going to buy a dress for her and everything. Oh and so life just has to go on, it does. you know, beyond cancer, beyond COVID. It's about us thriving because it's so unpredictable and it's so fucking short. Yeah. 100% true. 1000% true. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. Like, likewise and all that and all those things. And I just feel yeah. so blessed that uh, I've been able to, you know, make lemonade out of lemons or whatever you call it but doing doing this yeah. doing this podcast has been really cathartic for me and yeah. in, in yeah. selfishly saying that but then also being able to, to get to meet amazing people such as yourself and just get getting to hear your story and your outlook and just how you've changed your life for the better <laughs> it's just it's like it's like a warm fuzzy every every week and it's just absolutely the best. <laughs> and please don't stop doing it because you have no idea i don't think it's selfish because trust me when we talk about it and when we are spreading those small little you know sprinkles around this little bit of glitter that goes around mm -hmm. um it doesn't go unnoticed it doesn't go unnoticed and yes on a personal front for me again it's a selfish front it just is part of the healing, I guess, in some yeah. way. And it kind of yeah. is a reinforcement and saying, you know, what you're doing is correct. Yeah. And I don't have to act. This is just how I am. I can mm -hmm. be me. Yeah. And it's people like you who give the space. I mean, let's be honest, Just we don't even know each other. I know. Right? But there was just something and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, that looks interesting. And I was yeah. like, let me try. Let me reach out. And oh boom, that's it. I'm so glad you did. You know, so I am so glad that I've done this and we've done this Thanks together. So. And I just know this is a bond that's going to be for life. We don't Absolutely. have to be bound just about cancer and awesome husbands. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's also beyond all of that. Yeah. And I look forward to where you're going to go from here. I look forward I wish to seeing you where you go. All the best. Oh my gosh, I wish you all the best. I cannot wait to to see your successes. And, and I know there are so many successes to come for you through your, through the book and then through coaching and just just spreading your goodness and and your intelligence to to the world not just the cancer community <laughs> i'm so excited and i'm i'm so honored to have spent the last hour with you thank you so much for your time thank you jess it's me. been an absolute pleasure Yay, thank you <laughs> Thanks again for listening to our newest episode of My Cancer Story Podcast. Thank you, Dr. Anitha, for joining me. I cannot wait to have you back on the podcast. To find uh, the book that Dr. Anitha contributed a chapter to, you can search that on Amazon. Just search The Shakti Awakening. Shakti is spelled S-H-A-K-T-I and then Awakening. For more information, or you can subscribe to anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and such. You can also reach my website is www.mycancerstorypodcast.com. Also, check me out on Instagram at mycancerstorypodcast. There you'll find a whole lot more content, especially this month for tit time. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you or listen to you next Monday.